Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And he's Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going well. We're here talking dynasty fantasy football right before we get into our division breakdowns. Um, that means so we're getting close. We're getting real close. This year, we're going to have a little bit of intermission in about like three weeks. So probably right before we get the last one. Um, unless we do a bonus show, which I don't think we'll be able to do. Um, our th- Usually we do the show right after the division breakdowns. But this year, we've been lucky enough. We've been invited uh, to the Dayton Wright-Patterson Air Force Base uh, by Colonel Chris Meeker to come out and do a live show hey, for the hey, troops. Hey. Um, That'll be awesome. So we are on, a, on August 23rd. Uh, we're going to record on the 24th. So to come out probably that, we'll probably get out like that Sunday or Monday. Just get to show out early. We do our annual, like who our top players are for the year that we predict, who our top 12s are, some of our sleeper guys who we think we can kind of do a good, kind of like a redraft show, basically. Uh, we're going to do that for the troops. Uh, a couple Love thousand it. troops at the Air Force Base. We're going to do a live show. So I uh, feel really blessed and privileged to be in that position. Uh, shout out to the Colonel, Chris Meeker, uh, for having us down. And I'm sure we'll probably have him on the show and uh, you know maybe you know, somebody else. And we'll talk. Maybe a little bit longer show. But it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a breaking uh, format. But it's going to be a good, good we're time. We're going to have to bring a camera person with us to videotape. So we do a YouTube show on it as well. Um, but it's exciting. So not just Garrett's that, hands. That's how the camera works. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll get these all in before we end because that'd be like the August twenty fourth show. So maybe we'll get them all in. We'll try. Um, we'll see. Knows? We're gonna be up against it, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna make it work. So our last show before that, we're gonna, today we're talking draft at draft picks, like the value mm-hmm. of draft picks. Um, we our friend Ryan McDowell sent us over uh, DLFs uh, ADP for rookie ADP for the last five years. So Correct. we have that. We're gonna use that. Um, ADP, so shout out to Ryan McDowell and the DLF crew for getting that over us to us and allowing us to use that on our show. And uh, we're going to talk about draft picks as a whole, like what their real value is. If, if, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know I'm somebody who has had a stern belief that if you're a contender, you always trade your first-round picks, like always, and try and compete. And a lot of people laugh, but I'm always contending year in, year out. So we're going to dive in and see if like I'm right or if I'm wrong. And if most people know, like I'm usually right about most things I do, so we'll find out. So we'll find out. Here we go. Before we get into all that conversation, I got (laughs) to tell you about our friends at Underdog. You know, as the season's starting to get a little bit closer here, a little little over a month away, that best ball mania is starting to fill up. You know, the small puppy's starting to fill up. And which is an end-all, be-all, because when the season starts, guess what? More best ball. More best (laughs) ball. And Underdog, that's what it is. It's the easiest place to play fantasy football. You know, this is a place where you can go in, you draft a football team, compete for $3 million, or compete for for 100 bucks versus your friends. It's that simple on Underdog. You go in, you draft a team, that's it. That's all it is. You you enjoy drafting a team, and they set the lineup for you week in, week out. Whoever has the most points at the end of the year, they win the cash. Sometimes it's second place gets paid out as well. If you're in best ball mania, a whole bunch of people get paid out. Heck yeah. But that's the biggest chance to get on there. And it's my favorite place to uh, to play. Underdog says it's really sweet. 
neon sign we're gonna probably get up in the studio here it looks no. super sweet it's real nice i love that you're pointing to it but people definitely cannot see it definitely not it's still super sweet you'll eventually <laughs> see it uh under our dancing nerds neon light probably over there so um yeah underdog man i've been using it for years it's we all love doing drafts right yes. it's a whole reason i even played redraft it's just so i could draft a team for one year and best ball and underdog gives you the opportunity to do just that with no lineup setting no worry free you put it in you still check it every week to see where you stand if you want to or if not check it at the end of the year it's that easy check it at the end of the year. once you do one underdog draft i promise you you're going to do more and i would i go back to underdog since they were draft you know that's all i go back doing though so i absolutely love the app and right now if you go download the app underdog fantasy and you sign up at underdogfantasy.com or by the app and use the promo code nerds underdog will d- double your deposit up to 100 Dollars. Noise. That's underdog fantasy promo code nerds. Get your shot at that $15 million in best ball mania for it's going to be an absolute privilege, but wait, there's more. There's more. Yeah. Yeah. Got marshmallows, it. chocolate, chocolate and graham crackers. Marshmallows, Reese cups. Yeah. That's the way to go. Regular s'mores suck. I'm not going to lie. They Reese cup s'mores are way better. Way better. I have um, not tried those. What? Yeah, yeah. You've never done with a Reese cup? No. So much better. Well, go to Underdog. You'll be able to afford all the recent cups that you can afford. Um, and if you do, and you can afford which is exactly how many you can afford cups. right now, you can afford. But if you win, you, you can win. afford more. Three million dollars. You, yes. you can afford or a Chevy. Probably buy like thirty million recent cups. He's like Uncle Scrooge and chocolate. Um, Fantastic. But if you use the promo code Nerds, we will. You get a free year of the Dynasty Nerds. Nerd herd. See this nerd herd sign if you're on YouTube? You get a free year of this. And this is a perfect time to have it. Now, yeah. the nerd herd, what's great about the nerd herd is it's all year long, but this nerd herd is going to give you access for now the Dynasty Nerds app. We'll get you into the all the tools that we have in the app. You know, the right. league analyzer is huge, the trade calculator, send trades within your league, set your own rankings inside right. the app too, and have the app run off your own rankings as well. You get access after the season to the Dynasty Nerds film room, the nerd scores, all that, so you can study these rookies. Everything you need to dominate the, your Dynasty League, you get for as little as $10. All you have to do is deposit $10. They're going to give you another $10, and you're going to get a free year subscription to the Nerd Herd. All you got to do is that promo code NERDS. And if you're already a Nerd Herd member, we're going to send you a free shirt. So it's a win-win. win-win. Now, let's talk draft picks, shall we? Let's do it. So the question here, guys, comes down to is, what is the worth of draft picks. I've always said, and, and, I, and I'll say this as a caveat, like I feel like draft picks are the most overrated thing in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Right. It's also because it's the most coveted thing in Dynasty Fantasy Football. It gets so crazy where people would literally give up good assets for draft picks. A people chance trade, to get another good asset. Yes. <laughs> people trade DJ Moore for a first round pick at 25 years old. You know, like, things like that. That literally blow my mind. And I know the caveat is, your best chance to get Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, B. John Robinson, Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, that's via the draft picks. Grass is always greener, right? So, always greener. Now, for the most part, though, you have to, to get a lot of those players, unless, like, some of the players will fall, like the Jalen Waddles, the Chris Olaves, the Amon Ross St. Browns. They'll fall a little bit. To get those guys, you usually have to have a high draft pick, because those guys usually go pretty high. And... We're going to go back to these last five years, and we'll even take a peek back mm-hmm. in 2014 Ooh. ADP as well. Um, take a look and go back a little bit farther to see like where the value is. Because my belief is 
either you're in or you're out. We talk about in Dynasty all the time. The last place you want to be is stuck in the middle. It's the worst place to be. That's why we have the League Analyzer for the Dynasty Nerds app, so you can see exactly where you stand. Because I've said this before, but if you're new to the show, it's so easy to get tricked to be stuck in the middle because you finish year in, year out, where you almost made a playoffs or you just made a playoffs, but you lose all the time. Why do I lose all the time? Because you're a middle-in team. You're not a true contender. And you feel like you're like even though you're in the middle, you have a chance because all these bad teams that are doing it right always are in the bottom. And the good teams are in the bottom. Top, so you're like kind of stuck in the middle there. And if you're rebuilding, you want to have draft picks. So, like, if you're in the middle and you're blowing up, blow it all up, get those high draft picks, trade every set asset you have for more draft picks. Because the more draft picks you have, the more bullets you have in the gun to go take a shot at these superstars. And you trust me, after we go through all this ADP, you want a lot of shots because there's gonna be a lot of misses, mm. right? The target you're shooting at is really far away. And this target you're shooting at is the stud players. And when I say stud players, you're really hoping to get a top 12 player at your position. Right. That's the home run. You have a receiver, if you get a wide receiver two, I consider that a home run as well. If you get a wide receiver three, nice shot. You know, hey man, nice, nice shot. shot. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Do you even know what we're talking about? No. no. Since, but since I can tell by the looks 90s. on your faces that it was like an inside joke that I wasn't going to get. If you watch the movie Demon Knight, it's the first song in the beginning. It's a good movie. Tales I've from the Crypt, Demon Knight, horror movie. Good stuff. Good stuff. I good stuff. I haven't seen it, but I know what? the song. Came out reference. in the 90s. Good stuff. Um, so the thing is, like, you want to have a lot of shots at these draft picks. The opposite is if you're a contender. If you're a contender, you have one goal and one goal only, which is all our goal in the end, but you want to win a championship, championship. right? Yep. Your first round pick is the number one asset you're going to have because you're not getting up any players on your roster, so you're not depleting, and you can get good players. There's windows where you can get DJ Morris. You can always get an aged veteran right mm-hmm. now. You know, as, as if you give up a first, a second, some leagues, not all leagues, you'll probably get a, like a Stefan Diggs. If you give up a first right now, you can easily get a Mike Evans. You can eat, you know, oh, yeah. if you give a first and a second, you might be able to get a Chris Godwin. There's always players out there that are a little bit older that you can get. Running backs, especially as well, that you can always go out there and acquire right. these players. And you're always like, well, I don't give my first round pick. I'm missing out studs. That is not the case. That is not the case whatsoever. And we have ADP here to kind of talk about some of these players and their value. So I don't know where you guys stand and how you guys treat your draft picks. I always talk about this all the time on my show. We're like, I am consistently. I don't have any of my second round picks, any of my third round picks. And a lot of times, guys, I don't have my first round picks because a lot of my teams are contenders. And a lot of my teams stay contenders that way too because I'm constantly trading next year pick for another player to like, re- like to, to take the place of the player that just retired or sure. no, that's no longer good. Right. Okay, just I'll keep get a new one. Yep. And, and, and sell at the right time too and make it and buy in values. Like, that's what we do in season, all season. We're trying to find values, good buys, good sells. The game of Dynasty is simple when you really break it down. It comes into three categories. It's how we build this show, and it's how we built Dynasty Nerds as a whole over the last 10 years. Who to buy, who to sell, who to draft. That's Dynasty. That's that's the most important. Mm-hmm. That's the only, if you break it down, that's the only information that matters. Everything else is nice and fluff. That's all that matters. And that's all we focus on here. Mm-hmm. It really is. Right. So for me, when I'm a contender, if my best asset that's going to be the best return, and most likely better than probably I'd say eight out of 10 times, what I get returned is way better 
than what I would draft. I'm doing that 100% of the time. I'll put a small caveat in this because one thing that I have seen happen is sometimes we do fall in love with with winning a championship, which we should. That's the ultimate goal. But sometimes we acquire players that don't really give us that much of an upgrade. Like, you know, you acquire a receiver, but the receivers you had were very good. So you only grew in value a point or a point and a half. You know, so that is the one like caveat I'll put on this is make sure that it's actually somebody that is going to bring value to your team and not just, uh, well, I have five really good receivers. I don't need all of those receivers, but now I put myself in the hole for next year. So that is the small caveat, even though I do 100% That's a agree. Huge caveat. Yeah, I no, would, yeah. I'm not, would never do that. Well, <laughs> I've seen people do that for the just in case. And yes, you need just in case guys, but those are second and third round picks you give up for the just in cases. Wait, not your first round pick. Yeah. And, or wait until it's more than a just in case. May, wait until there is an injury at that position and then right. replenish. You right. know what I mean? Like don't don't have five wide receivers and get a sixth or right. get a seventh. I, like, a, a big move I usually make, one of the number one moves I usually get my first round pick for, usually I'm always trying to find value at first round at receiver. Mm-hmm. But as a contender, usually when I'm giving my first round picks up, my number one trade asset that I usually get is running backs. Running backs because... And I get it. We we say sell running backs all the time, right? All the time after that first contract, which in the whole, in the whole dynasty community does feel that way. But when you're a contender, we say this all the time. If you have you could buy a running back that gives you two years, two years of value, which was Zeke two years ago. You guys mm-hmm. got Zeke for a first round pick. He gave you two running back one years. If you can get a running back for a first, because even last year. Um, let me go back to some of these numbers up here last year. If you can get one of these running backs that are older for a first-round pick, um, it could be like an Aaron Jones, right? You give mm-hmm. up Aaron Jones at the beginning of last year, Aaron Jones finishes running back nine. Aaron Jones has started this year. Odds are Aaron Jones will probably be a running back one again this year if he's healthy, and if not, he'll be a high-end running back two. Right. So you're getting two years out of a position that we literally only look to get two to four years out of no matter what for your first-round pick. If you use that first round pick and you got two to four years, two to three years out of a running back, you feel really good about that. Because you're gonna find out a lot of these players don't give you anything. So if you get a running back one year, that's a home run pick if it was a draft pick. But the mindset completely changes if you trade for a veteran. People are like, oh, that's a bad pick. Oh, that's a bad trade. Because you gave a first. Well, I got two years of running back one numbers out of this player. There are players out there that you can go out and acquire that can help you. Yes, you're not just going, I'm not saying Go trade your first-round picks for depth. I'm talking about need. And for the most part, you right. always need a running back. And even a championship-caliber team, for the most part, you have a need, whether it be a tight end, receiver, mm-hmm. or running back. You know, a quarterback's going to be a little bit hard to get, but even right now, you get you can give up a first probably for Brock and, Purdy. And what I meant by that is going out, you know, you mentioned DJ Moore earlier. Going out and getting a DJ Moore, who I really like, but your current wide receiver three was Deontay Johnson, so it bumps him to the bench. Yeah. Is there going to be a slight better season for more probably but is it going to be more than a point point and a half difference probably not so at that point was it really worth giving up your first yeah maybe dj Moore is worth a first but is it worth it to you to give up that first you get what i'm saying there yeah, i yeah. would for the for the point and a half that you're getting on top right. of what you but, would have gotten from the guy that but you have if i have a dynasty roster. roster and i only have deontay johnson jalen waddle and say terry mcclurin or mm-hmm. same side, say like um Amari Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. I have Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, and Jalen Waddle. 
championship caliber rock, like receiving court right there. You know, like, but that's it. I have nobody else. I, then, yeah, I would give up a first for DJ Moore. because You're adding depth. I'm adding depth. Right. I'm adding youth. I'm adding a good player. And I would give up more than, obviously, I would give up more than a first for DJ Moore. Two years ago, you didn't really have to, or last year, you didn't really have to. Now Even this year, I'm not more. sure that you have to give Maybe up a first. Maybe you don't have to. Oh. So, the big thing here is like, okay, you guys are talking about these players right now. Let's look back at these draft classes, Matt. Let's look back. Now, it's kind of not fair to, and again, thanks to DLF for their ADP. It's kind of not fair to look at this year's class. Not at all. No, you got to go yep. at least two years. So let's go back to, do you want to go back to 2022 or do you want to go back to 2021? Let's do, let's do 22. I think we know enough now where we can start to already see, maybe there's a guy or two that it's still up in the air, but we have a pretty good indication on sure. a lot of the guys. Matt, do you have that in front of you? Yeah, 2022. So yep. let's give DLS ADP, rookie ADP. Let's give the first round. All right, first round. Still looks pretty good. Um Pick one, Brees Hall. Uh, pick two, Drake London. Pick three, Kenneth Walker. Pick four, Traylon Burks. Five, uh, Jameson Williams. Six, Garrett Wilson. Um, Which is weird to us because we had Garrett Wilson as a top three player. Right. And he got drafted in every league I was in, top three, too. But um, seven, Chris Olave. Uh, eight, Kenny Pickett. Uh, nine, James Cook, 10, Sky Moore, 11, Christian Watson, and then 12th, rounding out the first round is Jahan Dotson. And remember, this Crazy. is and also a caveat. This is all super flex tight end premium. Correct. Yeah, uh, things there. So let's look at, you know, obviously this is only two years ago. A lot of these players still have a lot to prove. You know, we would, a lot of people would still give up a first for Jamison Williams. Yep. He was, you know, wide receiver <laughs> three, number five overall ADP wise. But we don't know nothing. yet. But yeah, still, we've seen, we've he's seen, still young enough to offer the intrigue, right? Sure. But we've seen nothing. From nothing him. out of him. And he's a player that I like, but we've seen nothing. Traylon Burks, yep. a player that I like, um, that I'm still optimistic about, haven't seen anything with him. Obviously, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Kenny Pickett worth first-round picks. Then you get to pick nine, James Cook, 10, Sky Moore, who I still love and believe in. Um, well, I mean, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker was pretty high. Let's not poo-poo that. I mean, that's Great. a guy that his value has changed drastically since last year in a lot like perceived you know what i mean that his right. perceived value has changed quite we'll see a how bit. it plays out his, we'll, we'll his see ADP how p hasn't dropped too much in dynasty though like the, i think the community still feels pretty good about kenneth walker like i like, i still feel really good about kenneth walker really I, it it's dropped enough to where he was going at the end of round two beginning of round three yeah and now he's at the end of round four okay. so i mean it, it's dropped enough so again and those are high picks right so right. those the high picks to me really don't matter. Definitely at this point because they're too young, but we'll see if the high picks as we go farther sure. back. I think Let, I think you're you're going to start seeing drastic nine to stuff. twelve is really the range that we're looking at for the first. I would picks, let's right? say eight to twelve. Those are the final eight to twelve, four, right? Eight nine, nine to twelve would be the so, final. So four, that would be four. that would so be Kenny Pickett, James Cook, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, and and Jahan Dotson. Yeah, and I like Christian Watson, but it's not for sure. I like Jahan Dotson, not for sure. Sky Moore. Now for sure. James Cook, now for sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's still fresh enough. You're going, oh, okay. You know, like there's still mystery there. So this is, again, this isn't the best example. No, uh, the, the, the farther away from current, you know, the current draft the more that we get, the more established it is, the more information we have and more we know. So the 2022 draft as a whole is going to be, I think, difficult to, um, I guess gauge, but but important to put as as a baseline. But even that? as this baseline, when you look at it, like how many players on there out of all those guys? Let's start. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you, Garrett. This okay. I offer you a 24 first. I feel like I'm a contender before the season even starts. So we're guessing it's probably pick eight to 12. 
pick eight to 12. Okay. I'm offering 12. you a 24 first. And I offer you a 24 first for James Cook. I would rather have the 24 first. I offer you a 24 first for Sky Moore. And, and we're I Sky like Moore fans. Me too. But th- it's a tough call, right? You right. probably take the first. It's tough for me, though, because I believe. Let me come back to that one. Christian Watson. I'll take Watson. I would take Watson as well. Jahan Dotson. I'll take Dotson. I would take Dotson as mm-hmm. well. I Again, agree. we are taking both those players on their youth and their upside still. Like almost like their rookie picks. They right? haven't necessarily performed consistently like as flashed first round. Correct. And seen like right. enough, enough good stuff. Enough to make them value. But still one of the odds are one of those guys won't be right. our, our story will change by the end of the year. Right. Matt, do you feel pretty good about that too, is what he said there? Um uh, which part? The like he was fifty fifty essentially. Mm-hmm. This this is only a year a year ago or a year ago. Yeah, and we're already fifty fifty at the back end. And oh yeah, yeah. Nothing's concrete. It's not like Correct. it's Garrett Wilson. Sorry, I, I was starting to look down the list a little bit here. You want to read the second round list, like I, the second round list, real quick? Yeah, the, show the value of second round picks. Which I think this is important that we get that we get through at least the second rounds of these drafts. And I think second round's important, Matt, because second round pick is where the juice is. Definitely offer two seconds is where you can get these old running backs. Right. You can get, a set for a second round pick, you can easily get Dalvin Cook right now. Easily. Yep. You can get James Conner, most likely, for a second round pick and a little probably a little bit juice on top. Some people are like, oh, wow, second round pick for him. But wait till we go through these years we get the second round picks. The, this year, last year especially, does not look that great to me in the second round. It doesn't look great. It's going to get real ugly the further out we get. Oh, um, yeah. So let, let's go through it. Um, George Pickens at 13. Okay. Um, jury's worth, still out, has shown some really good things. Definitely worth more than a second. To yeah, them. yeah, absolutely. Rashad White. Yuck. We'll see what we'll the see. heck we get. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, see we'll what see. the heck we get yeah, out of right. that. We'll Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller. That one looks pretty rough. Um, haven't seen anything out of him. Malik Willis. You Already been replaced by his own team. Uh, Damian Pierce. Performing well. value. Yeah. Very, Great value. Very, very good. Um, Desmond Ritter. We'll see. We'll see. But he good, is the starter. At good least. value in Superflex. Yeah, that's right now, great value. Yeah. I mean, because you could probably trade him for more than what you drafted him for, which right. makes him good value. Yep. Um, Trey McBride at nineteen. Um, Alec Pierce. I would say also jury's out. Flashed a little bit. Nothing, but didn't show anything crazy last right. year. Right. Just okay. Twenty-one. David Bell. DOA. We tried to tell you that. Might be lucky to make the team this year. Um, <clears throat> 22, Tyler Algier. 23. For, for being that late of a pick and giving you a good year, they did last year over 1,000 yards. A solid pick, but again, one dead year, in the water. One year, dead in the water. Yeah. That's it. Um, where was I? Uh, 20, yeah. 23, John Mechie. Didn't get to see anything out of him last year. Yeah, we don't know. So we'll see that he's a totally totally up in the air on that one. And 24, Zamir White. Also an, another guy that we saw little to nothing out of. Yeah. We'll see how it pans out. Yep. Player we like. So those are second round picks. Now, every second round in every rookie draft will have a couple players that come out and hit. Everyone yep. will. Oh, but yeah. usually, it's literally just a couple. And here, the you know, the better picks is Damian Pierce. Um, Desmond Ritter is going to give you a better return here. Tyler Jr. was a one-year hit. We don't know. We have in Zemir White, definitely with Josh Jacobs leaves. George Pickens was good. Rashad White's out there. But we don't know. Still we, I think Desmond Ritter is in the we don't know we think that's a good value just from a super flex perspective, but we still don't know what the heck we're getting out of him. Yeah. They might be drafting right. Caleb Williams. Exactly. May. Yep. Was, was the 12th pick in the, in the 21 draft was, were people really that high on him? In 22? Look at who the 12th guy is. Oh, in 21? 21. Let me go back. Ahead of Jalen Waddle. 
ahead yeah. of Rashad Bateman. We yeah. weren't big on him at all, but people were big on people him. People were big on him. Yeah, yeah, that's right where he went. He went yeah. like high second. Oh, my God. In our draft, because remember when I traded up, you're like, oh, he's trading up for Trey Sermon. Yep. And I took uh, Michael Carter. Right. Who's looked good so far in camp in the past catch. Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, right. dude, people were that high on him. So, wow. so 22. Like, I don't want to sit here and talk about 22 too much because, like, there's too much unknown still. There's not enough data yet. So, yep. there's not enough data. And the farther we get back, the more proof is in the pudding, right? So, like, yes. we, the, the nothing's molded yet. But, like, the expiration, in 22, the expiration date on that milk is tomorrow. Yes. So, we, we will know a lot more by tomorrow, <laughs> which will be next year. Um, Let's go to 2021. Though, 2021. Matt. All right. How about you give us the first round of this draft class? Now, remember, 21, though, was a really <clears> good class. It was a good class. So, And you always have those outlier classes every so often. And you might miss on those, but let's get the class. All right, let's get it. Uh, round one, 2021, Trevor Lawrence went one and followed by Justin Fields. Third, Trey Lance. <laughs> um. Yeah. Fourth, Najee Harris. Fifth, Kyle Pitts. Sixth, Jamar Chase. Wow. I mean, I'm, uh, I great value. Is that two years in a row? Crazy value at six? Yeah, Garrett Wilson Yeah, uh, in 2022 and in 2021. And, and Justin Jefferson's too low the next year. And Jamar went usually anywhere from three to six. A lot right. Now, so. he, yeah, right. I, I felt like that was a bit low. Um, seven, Zach Wilson. Hmm. <laughs> Eight, Travis Etienne. Nine, Javante Williams. Ten, Devontae Smith. Eleven, Mac Jones. And twelve, Trey Sermon. Gross. <laughs> I can't believe people took Trey Sermon over first-round pick Jalen. So out, out, of the, out of the 12 guys. We poo-pooed on Trey Sermon pretty so hard. We had him pretty much. low. Out of the 12, we made barfing sounds for Trey Lance. We yes. made barfing sounds for Zach Wilson. Yeah. We made barfing sounds for, for Trey, Trey, Trey Sermon, Trey, Trey Sermon, Lance. and Trey Lance. Yeah. yeah, and and Mac Jones three would, barfs would maybe be a dry heave. Dry heave, I yeah. would say. So that, so three twenty five percent in in what's considered a very good draft. A great class. Twenty five percent of those draft picks you're like not happy with Trey Lance. You had a pit top three pick and you missed out on Jamar chase, Kyle Pitts, Najee Harris, Devonte Smith, <sighs> Jalen Waddle. You missed out on those guys for Trey Lance, uh, Zach Wilson at seven, you know, you just made a playoffs. Like, Oh, I get a good value at quarterback miss. You won your championship with Trey sermon. Uh, hopefully you have really good depth on a championship team. If you have Mac Jones at 11, you feel no, you don't feel great about that either. No. So here we are just a couple years ago, three years removed and like, 25% of those picks are for sure you're not happy with. For sure, right. already. Three years in. And then most of those guys are, I mean, they're franchise players. You know, we'll see if Javante can bounce back. Javante Smith franchise. Pit, Chase, Pitts, Najee, Fields, Lawrence, all home run e picks. ETN's the other one that's kind of a little bit up in the air still. We'll have to see. Most likely. I mean, he looked pretty good last year. Still, yeah. offense is probably still going to run through him. I feel yeah. pretty, you still feel good. Yeah, you're Here not upset about it. Three years later. Um, you feel good about it, but still, you haven't got this great return out of right. Travis Etienne. Right. And that's the thing, too. <clears throat> Even though that we are... So the running back life of a running back is usually, like I said, three to four years. We're going into year three of Travis Etienne. You haven't got no great return out of him. I don't think you can say any of these three running backs that you've been thrilled. is the one you've been the happiest with. Yeah. But even last year was... Kind of a disappointing season. Well, he had, a, he had a, the foot injury. The foot injury. Too, injury and yeah. battle, I think Najee has a huge bounce back. Oh, I absolutely do. But I dude, bought him everywhere. His first year, he had, he was a top three year runner. He was he so, was awesome. Like all of it, like already a great pick. Like right. his, his rookie year. So 
out of that first round, so again, if you're a championship contender, this, like again, we're 50-50 here, right? Yep. Pick 9 through 12. Garrett, 9 through 12. 24 first for Javante Williams. Yeah, I would take Javante. 24 first for Javante Smith. Oh, take yeah. Javante Smith. 24 first for Mac Jones. Hail I'll take the first. The no, no, no. 24 first for Trey Sermon. I'll take the first. You would take a six. Yes. I would take a Dorito. <laughs> a singular Dorito, not the bag. One. Doritos are good. Are. So could you dip it in some cheese sauce? Ooh, double, double cheese. Up the cheese. Woof. That's the way to go. That is. Oh, my artery right. clogged just as we said <laughs> that. So championship tenor here, you're literally 50 50, 50 50 here. And same thing, Javante Williams hasn't given, like, even if you're a contender, like, you liked having him here. You would, you would pay the first gladly for him, but you, he hasn't proven it yet. But if you drafted him, again, you haven't gotten anything out of that yet. So you're a contender. You're trying to win. And this is what I'm saying. You can still draft players as a contender. Most players are, most people are under illusion in Dynasty that they're getting somebody and they're going to come in here and help them right away and be a high-end player. For the most part, that does not happen. Especially in year one. Almost it's ever. Difficult. So you get guys like Jalen Waddle come in and do that. Sure. Jamar Chase. Yep. Justin, you get these guys, but they're outliers, right? So, like, if you drafted Javante Williams, today you feel good about that. Well, and in 2021 and 2020, have been two of the best draft classes we've had in the past six, seven years. They have been two of the best draft classes. Yeah, so we'll see that with the next Listen, one, too. I'll say this. Class. I've been playing Dynasty for 20 years. 2020 and 2021 were two of the best draft classes I've ever, ever. seen of all time. Yep. So, and they're still misses. Yeah, so I'll, I'm gonna say that as well. We're gonna we're kind of in a funny place here to talk about these last five years when 2020 and 2021 are literally two of the best draft classes. Not maybe I think they're the two best draft classes I've ever seen. The only other one that I can think of that would come close was you mentioned 2014. 2014 was really and good. Then wait till we get wait till we go back to that one too. 20, 2017 with Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. That was another very good class. 2017 was probably. I think 27, yeah, 2017, 2020, and 2021 are the best draft classes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 2017, 2020, ever. Of all uh, of the last 20 years I've been playing Dynasty. Yeah. 2014 was also one of the better draft it classes I've ever seen yep. as well. So, And we're going to bring that up as example. So back here, there's one player on the, out of these last four, one player has helped you win a championship. That's Devontae Smith. So mm-hmm. one out of four of those players. Garrett, give us the second round, which the 13th player is a franchise player, but give us the second yeah. round of this, of this one of the best draft, okay, 2021, one of the best three one draft best classes I've ever seen in 20 years of playing dra- Dynasty. Give us a second round, Garrett. And, and to be fair, I don't know of a draft where Jalen Waddle fell to the second. I, I know, know on either. here it happened, but I don't know of one. We had him, I had Jalen Waddle pretty high. I had him, yeah. I, had him at, I had him as my third receiver overall. Yeah, I, I don't think I've, I rarely saw him go past 10-11. But for what it's worth, uh, Jalen Waddle at 13, Rashad Bateman at 14, Michael Carter at 15, then Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, Pat Fryermuth at 18, 19, Rondell Moore. At 20, my boy, Amon Ross St. Brown. Run pick. What a great value. 21, Kadarius Tony. 22, Kenneth Gainwell. 23, Chuba Hubbard. And 24, Amari Rogers. So if I offered you a 24 third-round pick for Chuba Hubbard, would you take it? Oh, I would much rather have the third. If I offered you a 24 third-round pick for Kenneth Gainwell, Matt, would you take it? Hell yeah. Um, if I offered... 
that's pretty much it. But if I offer you a 24 second for Terrence Marshall, would you guys take it? I might take the third. I'm, I've never been a Marshall guy. I'm still not a Marshall guy. I would take a second and try to reboot that one. Yeah. I would take a second as well. I would not take a second for Elijah Moore. I expect him to have a really mm-hmm. big year uh, this year in Cleveland. I would take a second for Michael Carter. I'd take a second for Amari Rogers as well. I would take a <laughs> I would take, fourth, a, I would take a fourth for Amari Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, like we said, Jalen Waddle here is uh and, and for the I just checked our draft in our you know, our, our long standing league, Waddle went seventh overall. So seventh. this yeah, this is a bit of an anomaly that he's going thirteen. Okay. Yeah, and you have the draft results from our actual twenty year league yep. on there as well. Yep. So that's what I'm looking at right and now. And those guys do their so do let's let's remove yeah. Waddle in all reality. I right. think more often than not, we were seeing Trey Sermon, Mac Jones fall into the second, second round, second more round. So in, super, in super flex leagues, Mac Jalen Jones Waddle. was going to back end of the first. Remember, this he is was, but I, but I would, I was still seeing Jalen Waddle go ahead of Mac Jones. In most oh, hundred percent, he was going. Yeah. Yep. So he that's was, what I would say. If one of them is going to fall, it's going to be Trey Sermon or Mac Jones. I think more. And, of those and our league is not a super flex You're league right. as well. So yep. we know seventh. He, you need to put three, all three or of those four quarterbacks. quarterbacks. He would have yeah. went, yeah, right so around. So that would 10. put him at eleven. Yeah, right around there. So, but I mean, when you listen to that name, this is one of the best draft classes of all time. To do that, you're going to have some home runs in a second. I'm on Ross St. Brown. You could call Jalen Wild in that way. But besides That's that, really you're happy with Pat Fryermuth. You're happy with Elijah Moore. Maybe. I mean, he really has only flashed his Who? rookie year. Fryermuth? No, no, no. Elijah. 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 Okay. You're, you're yeah. happy with what he could be. You're right. I'm happy with Elijah Moore because I loved his tape so right. much. We talked him up big time, and he's looked absolutely. He's the number one player in these couple days in Brown's camp, but he's also been talked about a ton in the offseason workouts. Right. From a Cleveland source, somebody who literally follows every second of any news of um, Cleveland Browns information, I'm telling you, Elijah Moore is going to be a factor in this offense. Oh, I absolutely I And I'm not poo-pooing him this year. I'm just saying, if you're a contender, you don't know. so far he gave you a flash at the end of the year's rookie year and absolutely nothing He's given you nothing. Right. He's given you nothing. But, like, when we get the second round pick, too, I want to use this as an example as well for if you're not a contender. Right. So, a contender for first round picks. So, when I'm talking about a value of picks, I don't want to sit here and just say, oh, what's the value of a first round pick? I want to say there's real value when you're not a contender, when you're a bottom three team, right? And you offer somebody your second pick and your third round pick. People are like, that's going to be the first pick in the second round. It's almost a first round pick. Those picks are just as bad almost as these high first-round picks. Those second-round picks, when you're that bad of a team, they hold way more weight in people's eyes. Oh, yeah. In draft classes. You're saying from perceived value. From from perceived value. So you have way more leverage on the players that you can kind of get with these upside kind of players that still offer you youth that you might like. Um, Like you might, if you really like Elijah Moore and you think he's going to take a big step forward at 23 years old, you can go out there and go get him. You know what I mean? So those do like don't once you get out of the first round, all anytime you have an opportunity to get anybody that is under the age of twenty six years old, let's say that offers upside that you feel like you've seen it on the field, and there's like a path there, and you can see Mm -hmm. it. You should jump at that. But we're gonna focus on this as a whole, definitely the first round picks because that's that's the biggest return you're gonna get. But can we say as one of the best draft classes of all time? From the first to second round, it's about 50-50, right? For the first and second round? Combined. Of oh, all the yeah. players in here, it's about 50-50. Yeah. And, and maybe okay. even slightly less. Because that second round, it's basically... Harsh. It's basically Amon Ra and sort of Fryermuth that have actually hit. And we're thinking maybe Elijah Moore does. 
And, and I mean, I mean, are you happy with Bateman? No. No. You would take a 24 first immediately for Bateman. I would take, I would probably take a second. Actually, yeah, you would take a second. He went in the second year. So let's say that. So, like, so again, I mean, other than Waddle, Waddle's the one that we said. And when you start count, trading but. these players for the rounds that you draft them, which is hard to do sometimes, and Rondell Moore offers some upside, but you take a second, you know, a high second for Rondell Moore. Yeah, I probably would. Like, you're just regurgitating. Like, I would take it. I would take any second for Rondell Moore. You're just, yeah, you're just kind of like, you're just redoing the process here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're redoing you're the giving process. Giving yourself another shot at it. Which is. Which is what you'd want to do, right? You want to try and like, and the earlier the earlier you could identify that, which is hard to do in Dynasty because a lot of people they get attached to their draft picks, and they do. It's hard, like mm-hmm. they they want it. They want to be right. Like, so many people want to be right with their draft picks. You know, like when you make these picks in the top two rounds, like there's attachment levels there. It's what's made, and I, and I encourage it. It's what, it's what makes Dynasty really fun. So before we get into 2020, Garrett, can you tell us about our friends? over at uh, FFPC and how awesome they are and how they've never had a Dynasty League fold in their entire history of existence? They haven't. That's correct. They have never, ever, 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 ever had a Dynasty League fold. They launched in 2010, so they've been doing it for a minute. That's going on to their 13th year, not Ooh. had a single league fold. Look, you can get entries of $100. You can get entries that are $5,000. We're talking legitimate do-re-mi that you can win in these leagues. You head over there. Look, at this point, there's not really any orphans left. But in the offseason, early part of it, check those out. They're even doing redraft now. So check them out for some redraft leagues, not just Dynasty, but you can get in on some action this year. They have the FFPC main event, home to the $1 million grand prize, and over $5.9 million in total prizes. And then the Fantasy Pro Championship, which is another $1 million grand prize and $6 million in total prizes. So go to my ffpc.com and use promo code nerds you'll get $25 off your entry that's promo code nerds at my ffpc.com all right we gotta look at 21 now 2020 we're in 2020 2020 2020, i meant yes 2020 all right another good draft we mentioned 2021 2020 and 2017 is probably the three best draft classes in the last 20 years and in 2014 2014 is a four best draft classes the last 20 years so it's gonna be a pretty good Good draft class as well. But there's definitely some misses still. When we get through this, there's going to be some misses. Now, I would say that this draft class is better than 21. I would agree with that. So Mm -hmm. this could be arguably what we're going to talk about right now. Could be the best rookie class that I've seen in the last 20 years. So we do have to expect these guys to be pretty good for the most part. But let's hear it out. Let's hear the best draft class I've seen in the last 20 years, Matt. All right. uh, At number one. CEH, Clyde Edwards. Oh, I'm bust right away. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of this. I had Clyde Edwards Lair. I, I do what I should. I'll never do. I went above the tape and took draft status in my one and one landing two. spot. Yep. All yeah. that good stuff. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be guilty of something later. So don't worry. All right. So num- number two, Jonathan Taylor. Number three, Joe Burrow. Number four, I can't believe Joe Burrow in a Superflex went that late, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, he was, he was our easily our number one. I would one say, one most here. drafts I saw, he went number one overall, and, and then Tua went either somewhere between two, three, and four. He went usually two. Yep. And then Justin... Now, Justin Herbert did not go three in every draft. I preach on this podcast hard as sh- heck. <laughs> you have to take Justin Herbert at three. People say that was crazy. 
You crazy man? I would say I still never saw him go below like seven or eight. No, so I trade up. I trade up every. Yeah, I, I would trade up too. Yeah. So, but let's keep going. Um. All right. Uh. Where was that? Number four, J.K. Dobbins. Number five, Cam Akers. Number six, DeAndre Swift. Number seven, C.D. Lamb. Number eight, Tua. Tug of Viola. <laughs> I kind of said All that. these years later, he still can't do it. I kind of said that wrong. Uh, number nine, Jerry Judy. Number 10, Justin Jefferson. Who? Number 11, Jalen Rager. Yeah, that's the one I'm guilty of. Number 12, Keyshawn Bone. I'll forever blame Ray Garvin for my one Jalen Rager share that I drafted in one draft. Because I didn't love his tape. I know, Matt, you didn't either. I did not. Um, yep. And I was like, in one draft, I was like, you know what? Let me just get one share because Ray is promising me that this guy's a stud. <laughs> and Garrett loves him too. Oh, uh, I was um, in. I, I I bought hook, line, and sinker. So the greatest draft class I've seen in the last 20 years, I would bump, um, I would probably dump, bump Rager kind of. I'm trying to think who I'd bump out, out here because um, I had Justin Herbert in the first round. We had Michael Pittman in the first round of that draft class too, didn't we? Yes, we did. I think we had T. Higgins too. Yep. So we, we had, definitely we, had T. Higgins. We had T. Higgins in our or at least close. In our in our podcast, we had T. Higgins uh in the first round. We had Michael Pittman. We might have had Denzel Mims though in there. And well. we had Justin Herbert. I De- like Denzel Mims, Mims and Brian Edwards were guys we like. So for as many as we got right, we got some wrong too. Absolutely. So Let's talk at the top. I don't know. It's kind of hard because I think we had all we had all these guys. You had you had Henry Ruggs way up at like four. I had Henry Ruggs high. Yep. yep. I had Cam Akers lower. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah I think class. we all had Cam Akers pretty low on this podcast. So the one one Clyde Edwards Alaire so far has been a mess, right? Jonathan sure. Taylor has been good for two years. Joe Burrow home run. J.K. Dobbins has given you nothing essentially. Yep. You know from uh, his rookie year was pretty good. It was decent. It was decent. Yeah. Uh. Um, we, we counting him as something, something half, half or percent. Cam makers okay. is 2%. I can't, hold on. 2%. I, can't, I can't do half He's milk. Now I'm flicking you <laughs> off. Look at now I'm flicking you off. Cause I got a half. And <laughs> I'm, I'm completely out of cam makers. I'm still not buying Achilles. I don't care that he was, he was a running back one the last four games yeah. of last year. I'm still not buying it. Uh, Deandre Swift. Is can I, can I stick up that other half now oh, that we have yeah, Deandre yeah, Swift? Now that <laughs> Deandre Swift, the other half, I think Deandre Swift, Swift gets, gets the other gets half, the other half yeah. but you're still happy to have them, right? Yeah. Like you're still happy to have them. But not, not somebody who's giving you a ton. Yeah. CD Lamb, fantastic. Stun. Yep, absolutely amazing. Uh, Tua? You feel th- very good about having Three quarters. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like, eh. No, he's, he's, he's being drafted highly this year, and he deserves it. It's, it's, it's only health. That's the only thing. 100% for him. only health. Uh, Jerry Judy? Hasn't given you anything. Hasn't given you much. But you're very happy to have him. But flashed, right? Yes. Yeah. Especially at the end of last year. So I think you're happy to have him. Justin Jefferson. I think super, I think most people are like him. Super duper, duper wooper. Shout out to Dynasty stud. Matt. Matt O'Hara said um, he liked him more than Jamar Chase. Uh, more than Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Jamar Chase is next year. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He liked him more than Jerry Judy. When mm-hmm. Jerry Judy was really high for a lot of people. Matt he, was, he, he was he was the wide receiver, too, for basically everyone. Yep. Um. Jalen Rager, that's another finger up, and so that's four so far that are just bad in this amazing draft class. And then Keyshawn Vaughn at twelve is another one. So I mean that we're, we're who man, that's at, that's five that are that are misses and and really two of, of them are halves, two of them are halves. One. So so, I mean, so really the only true hits right. are Taylor Burrow, Ceedee Lamb, I would say four Tua misses. and Justin Jefferson. So there's five true hits. True hits. And then you have guys like like Dobbins, Swift, and Judy that are like 
Mm. The jury's still out. Yeah, jury's still out, but you feel good. So, but here, let's go here. But here's here's the age of question, right? These guys so far, we know these guys haven't given you anything yet to really compete for a championship, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Would you guys take a 24 first for J.K. Dobbins? Yes. Or no, I would. I want Dobbins. I would want Dobbins. I believe. (sighs) I love him. Oh, Matt's a non-believer. He's just been so injured. Yes. I would probably. But it was the one big injury. It wasn't. He's not dealt with a lot of like little like reoccurring injuries. It was, it was the one big injury. Yeah, the knee cleaned up. Yeah. So you take 24 first. I'd take the 24 first. All right. DeAndre <laughs> I would, Swift. I Shun the non-believer. I would take a 24 first for DeAndre Swift. I would take the first. I, I have him in some leagues and I would take a first for him. Jerry Judy. I'll take the first. I would take Judy. I think I'm going to take Judy. I would gamble on him still. Okay. I still believe in I think he's a good enough route runner for me to gamble on him. Yep. Hands can be suspect at times, but I let's see if we can work through that. But so the best draft class we've we've seen in a long time, we're talking about four flat out misses and three up in the airs. Three, three up, up in the airs. Yep. So that's seven. That's the first round. That's the first round. Now there's going to be some good players the in the second The five you round. like are absolute studs, and there are some very good ones early in the second. Yep. That, that's the thing. There's some cornerstone players in that first round, like high-end round one startup players. And there's some here in the second round, too. Yep. So, so let's, let's get through that. Let's get the second round. Yeah. Um, Henry Ruggs, 13. Obviously, we're never going to know what Henry Ruggs even would have been. He was meh when he was there. Yeah. And... and he made um, some flash plays, and then um, if we were it. if we were having a couple of beers, I have so many jokes to make here, but I would not make jokes about this on a podcast. He has not had a couple of beers, right? Um, Justin Jefferson at fourteen, complete stud. Fourteen, Justin is, Herbert. I mean Justin Herbert. What did I say? Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. You love him, yeah. I mean, just love him so much. Dollar complete stud. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and so the fact yeah. that he's fallen a little bit in some of these ADP like startups where people are taking. Okay, I won't argue it. So people would take Jalen Hurts and Burrow ahead of him. I would still take Herbert three. So you um, you said you didn't see him lower than seven in any drafts, Herbert. Yeah, in, I, I don't remember any. And it could be revisionist history. But that got him at like 11. And one. I, I got him at 10. I wanted, I wanted to look it up, so I looked okay. it up real fast. I got him at 10, which was bonkers. That's yeah, the lowest I ever heard him going in any Superflex. Right, yeah. Um, so Herbert at 14 here seems low. Feels low to all of us. He probably, you know, from I felt like I got him at ten, and that was the lowest I saw him. Nobody was taking Keyshawn Vaughn and Justin ahead of Justin Herbert in Superflex leagues. No, no, not not smart players. Uh, Fifteen, Michael Pittman. Uh, Sixteen, Denzel Mims. Seventeen, T. Higgins. Eighteen, Brandon Ayuk. Nineteen, Zach Moss. Twenty. Uh, AJ Dillon, 21, LaVisca Chenault, uh, 22, Antonio Gibson, 23, Jordan Love, 24, Brian Edwards. So there were some super studs in that one, and there were some guys that uh, just man. This one, you also get Jordan uh, or Jalen Hurts in the third. So that that was one thing that really then put the chef's kiss on this class. Jalen Hurts in the third in this draft class really kind of boosted it up there. And I will say, at the time, when you left this draft class, even though it was the best of all time, when you left this draft class, like, you felt really good through all 24 picks. Like, when you oh, walked yeah. out at 212 with Brian Edwards at the time, you felt good about it. You did. You saw the value in Jordan Love. You liked Antonio Gibson in Washington. He still might offer some upside this time. I never liked LaVisca Schnell. I sat here and poo-pooed. I said he was a turd bucket mm-hmm. on this show. I did it. We just, none of us knew what he was going to, how he was going to 
win or translate to the NFL and translate at all into fantasy right. relevance. Didn't like AJ Dillon either. Right. We did not. And he had, he had some decent ish, but yeah, a couple he, spot games, but, but nothing like you like feel good about. No. Zach Moss done nothing. Ayuk home run, Higgins home run, Mims boss, Pittman, nice pick. Rugs, we talked about it. And that's like, we're still talking about a couple of players, but this is the best draft class of all the last 20 years. Yeah. In my opinion. So, Again, it just goes to show you here, like, we just went through the best draft class the last 20 years. And yep. even at the end there, the end of the first round was Jerry Judy, which we're up in the air on, um, Justin Jefferson, who's an obvious stud, Jalen Rager, who's a miss, and Keyshawn Vaughn, who's a miss. So, so it's another 50%, but you could even argue 75% so miss. In the last in the last four years, we went through the contenders right here. Every class so far in the recent classes has been 50-50 on players. And 50 of those players have been duds completely, right? They're not even like, uh, maybe, like upside, 50% duds, 50% good players. Spoiler alert, 2019 is the same way. Okay. <laughs> so 50-50 of getting a good player. 50-50, you know? And the point here, again, is if you have a chance to win a championship, are you willing to risk that 50-50 and even that 50-50 did not help you that first year. Those are just players that we're excited to have on our teams. Yes. They didn't necessarily help you win a ship that Less season. Less Justin Jefferson, but he's a complete outlier. He was really the only one in there that had the starting caliber season as a rookie. Yeah. Nobody else was helping you win right away. Now, they're helping. And here's the thing. Here's what you got to remember, too. When you're a contender, for the most part, you have a decent amount of older players on there. Because that's how they become contenders. Because... That's how your team's molded. So by the time these guys turn, come into their own, you're no longer a contender. And the point of this, and I'll, I'll say the point of it as well. I'm going to say the point, my main point about like the the this fake uh, like vision we have these first round picks. We're, we're laying it out for you too, but I want to give you a more grand scheme of things too. This is just a proof of the draft picks, but there's a bigger thing on top of that too, but I, which I've said before, but I'll say again at the end of the show. Matt, uh, let's give us 2019. All right, 2019, first round. Here we go. Josh Jacobs, um, number two, Kyler Murray. Number three, David Montgomery. Number four, Miles Sanders. Number five, Nikhil Harry. Number six, DK Metcalf. Number seven, TJ Hawkinson. Number eight, Paris Campbell. Number nine, Daryl Henderson. Number 10, AJ Brown. Number 11, Dwayne Haskins, RIP. Number 12, Debo Samuel. So, not a bad draft class. Nope. At all. But you're talking one, two, three, four, five players that aren't really that good. They're not good. Yeah, you're talking Nikhil Harry, Paris Campbell, uh, uh, Daryl Henderson, and, and obviously Dwayne Haskins. And, and, and to be fair, even though he's gone, he wasn't good when Correct. he played. And, and who was the other guy? David Montgomery? David Montgomery. Yeah. He gave you just a little he had that one. He had the running back four season, so he did have he that. One good that year. year. So I will give him that. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's not that good. He only gave right. you one year. So five players. Right. You're talking about almost 50% of the class. This was a weird year, too, because some of the best players in this class were at the end of the second and the beginning of the third round. Like, uh, towards the end of the second, Marquise Brown, you took... Uh, Alexander Madison was at 24 at 25. Deontay Johnson 
27, Terry McLaurin. Like, some of the best players ended up being towards the da- end. Daniel Jones went 19. I literally went on a podcast. It was the DTQ Trades thing. And I went on this huge rant. It's when I, be- I literally became officially the president of Daniel Jones fan club. Because I sat on this podcast. I said, you can't. You have to draft Daniel Jones. You have to. Yep. Yeah. And people were telling me I was crazy. You ha- I told them you have to. And I was on this podcast. It was like Matthew Barry, Scott Barry, all these big-time analysts, right? Um, big-time analysts. And I literally stopped the draft. And I said, what are you guys doing? Please explain to me how all of you just passed up Daniel Jones in the first round of a super flex draft. Because I'd already picked, right? And I was right. like, how have all of you passed up Daniel Jones? How do you think this is okay in a super flex league to draft it, like pass up a guy who's drafted in the top six of an NFL draft at quarterback. Oh, I don't know. No. What do you mean? Like, it doesn't make, like make it make sense to me. And nobody could, nobody could. Now I got lucky that I was right. But like, and I said, this is why you swing. Cause there's a 50, 50 chance. You're going to be right. When now, when you get 50, 50, the only players that I'm doing really like 50, 50 are quarterbacks every single time. Yep. So and and, and I, I also looked at Daniel Jones because I saw him come down the list and I saw how low he was. And in our Superflex League, I got him at ten. And I remember the ridicule that I, you know, sure. took on taking him there. Like, I mean, so it, it is crazy. It's it's worked out, so it's nice um to to look back and say, Hey, this one worked out. There are gonna be times when it doesn't, of course, but you have to take the shot in that format. Yeah, there'll be Zach Wilson's yeah. because of the reward. Because yeah. of the reward. There'll be Josh right. Rosen's, there'll right. be Zach Wilson's, but then there'll be Daniel Jones. There's gonna be Justin Herbert's. You know what Lamar I mean? Jackson. Lamar Jackson's. They're gonna be there. Yep. Um so let's do let's do what we've always we've done the last time. At number nine, Daryl Henderson or twenty four first. Oh my god. <laughs> the first. Okay. Uh, hold on. D- Daryl Henderson or twenty four third. The third. The third. I would yeah. take a fourth. Or a fourth. Or a fourth. Or a fifth. <laughs> or a Dorito. Yeah. Dorito. I, I would take Justin Ross. <laughs> I'd, yes. I'd, I would too. At least he's got a shot of scoring some. I yeah. would take Naheem Hines. Oh. Not for the season, but yeah, probably yeah. still. Yeah. That, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I would take Naheem Hines. Just stash yeah. my IR. Okay. A.J. Brown, Obviously. no brainer. Dwayne Haskins, not fair. Right. Debo Samuel, you'll take Debo, right? Right. right. Okay. Yep. Where we at? 50 50. Yep. 50-50. Can we get the whole second round so the audience can hear? Yeah. Hear? And and once again with that, even though we love A.J. Brown and we love Debo Samuel, they weren't putting up monster numbers that were contributing for your championship team in their first season. They were not. By year two they were, but not by year one. Correct. Um, all right. At pick 13, Noah Fant. 14, Damian Harris. Number 15, <laughs> J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Pick 16, uh, Andy Isabella. Pick 17, Mequel Hardman. 18, Justice Hill. Can I pause you for a second? Yes. The first six picks. So all <laughs> non-contenders, all people that missed the playoffs in the Dynasty League, every single of those, every single one of those picks Turdford. sucks. <laughs> they all Turd stink. buckets. Damien Harris was the best one of that group. Yep. That's, that's, you literally have a giant piece of poo that you're trying to shine into a piece of gold. And when you get to the bottom of it, when you get to the bottom of that turd, it was just going to be in a piece of corn. It's just more turd. Oh, it's a piece of corn. Piece of corn. Sorry. Covered in turkey. <laughs> it was golden. Covered in poop. <laughs> uh, big old piece of poopy. Uh, then 19, Daniel Jones. 20, Marquise Brown. 21, Devin Singletary. 22, Hakeem oh. Butler. 
23, Irv Smith Jr., and 24, Alexander Madison. And 25, Deontay Johnson, just to give you a a thing there. So, not a bad second half. If you were a contender there, you're like, oh, you hit pay dirt. For what it's worth, pick 51, Tony Pollard. And Terry McLaurin's number 27, too. So there, there are some gems in this one, and we had McLaurin up in the top end of Towards our, the first. We had Terry yeah. McLaurin like 13. Yeah, top end of our second. Or 12. No, we had him at. He was like right on the 12, 13. He was right quarter. behind Debo yep. after that. Because we love, I love Debo Seeing some there. of these names, I'm, I'm, you know, feeling very reminiscent about some of these names. Yep. Some of them are, yeah, you look back and you're like, oh, I was somewhat kind of like excited. Like you were somewhat excited about getting Chase Sternberger. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Uh, remember Bryce Love? Yeah. Didn't Sternberger just sign back with an NFL team he after did. like a stint in the XFL or something? Yeah, no, he yeah, he's back with a team but under Renfro at forty seven. Remember the Darwin Thompson love? No. Oh gosh. People people love Darwin Thompson also because he went to the Chiefs. So Correct. again, an, uh, it shows you where these va- with these value of these draft picks. And we're going again, these are that's the last five years we just gave you. Now Matt, take us back to one of the best draft classes. In the last 20 years, in 2014. 2014. So we're going to go back 10 years. So now. this is not ADP. This is just a single sampling of a draft that we partook in. This is okay. our original Dynasty Nerds league that's 20 years old, rookie draft class in 2014, the actual draft picks that it's went over. Smash Mouth. It's not that league. I thought it was that league, but then I looked at the names. And oh, it's, Smash It's Mouth. Smash Mouth, which. There's some crazy shit that happens in that league. All right. Those guys are idiots. Definitely <laughs> back in 2014. So, <laughs> so those guys are idiots. So don't no, take any were. of this. I wish you had our draft class. Uh, let me see if I can find it real fast. Yeah. Uh, so while you're looking that up, yep. I want to talk. I'll, I'll kind of go into that because I might be able to have find it too. Um, so the point here is I want to say as well is when you get these draft classes and these rookie picks, everybody gets real excited about them. And when I say all the time, I've said this podcast, but if you're new to listen, I understand the excitement because you can get these Justin Jeffersons, all these guys, these AJ Browns, these Jalen Waddles, and they are corner pieces. But you're again, you're chasing outliers because the odds of you getting that player is so slim for them being available. Not only them being available, but for them to even be the player that you want. Okay, it's easy for us now to sit here and say, "Oh wow, Jalen Waddle at twelve or AJ Brown at 10. That doesn't mean back in 2020 that you felt that way about a player. You could have been easy the player person taking Keyshawn Vaughn because you liked him in Tampa Bay. He's a running back, and you need a running back, right? Like, right. You might not think of that now when you hear these names, like, oh, I could have got that player. All those bad players, at that time, you might have liked those players too. All right, I, so I... Hold I, on, hold on. Right. Can I finish my thought here? I yeah, don't, don't cut him off, Matt. I thought I, you were done. I he would, would never, never do never. that. Never. So... I say this all the time, and this is the realistic point of it, of, of this um, process as well. There's only 12 wide receiver ones. There's only 12 running back ones. There's only 12 tight end ones. There's only 12 quarterback ones. Most of those guys are established. You know, when you go back and you look at the wide receiver ones last year, let me just read the list of wide receiver ones last year, and let's see who won't be a wide receiver one this year. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, Christian Kirk. And we're leaving out guys like Cooper Cup. We're leaving out guys like Garrett Wilson, um, Chris Olave, guys that have given there. There's always a sneaker in there, you know what I mean, as well. Guys like a Mike Williams could finish a wide receiver one. Keen Allen could finish a wide receiver one. Chris sure. Godwin could be. Who takes their place? 
Who takes their place? It's why that'd be at the receiver position. That's why I always trade for the running backs with my right. first round picks because it's a much more um, fluid position, right? Mm-hmm. Look at those guys. So like Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. Now, of course, some of these guys like a B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs could get into there. A J.K. Dobbins could get in there. A Kenneth Walker, these guys. But those all guys actually sound like for sure be running back ones, right? Like, who is taking their place? You have to think about where you're at this year and next year. Who's going to take their place? And wide receiver twos win you championships. Running back twos win you championship. And that's a way broader window. But we're all chasing with those draft picks. Wide receiver ones, running back ones, tight end ones. The odds of you getting one of those guys is so hard to do because it is. some of these guys as well, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Amari Cooper, they've been doing this for seven years. They've been these high-end guys. Seven years. We don't expect Justin Jefferson. We don't expect CeeDee Lamb. We don't expect... Uh, Jalen Waddle and Jamar Chase. Those five. Those are five young guys. They're, they're not going out. anywhere. They're not going. In. You think Garrett Wilson's going anywhere? He's, he's not going anywhere. Where are they? Where are these guys filling in? So when you have an opportunity to trade a first plus for Stephon Diggs, just a first for Devonte Adams might get it done, right? Mm-hmm. You think in a lot of leagues? I think so. Tyreek Hill says he's only playing for two more years. You think there's not a path to go get Tyreek Hill? Oh, absolutely. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill increases your odds of winning a championship exponentially. Because they're wide receiver ones. There's only 12 of them. Those three are 25% of all of them. And you probably get one of them in one of your leagues. Right. You have to use that you have to use that opportunity. You can't be worried about training your first, about getting a player that might become one of these guys. When the window that you are in, and this brings me to my whole point. The whole point of this show was when you get a championship window, for the most part, I know it's called dynasty, and everybody thinks they're going to build these teams that win year in and year out. It doesn't happen. I'm playing dynasty long team. I'm in a shitload of leagues. It does not happen, okay? When you are in a championship opportunity window, that opportunity window is small. And a lot of it's because of the running back position, honestly. That window is so small. So when you have an opportunity to take a draft pick that we just showed you that is 50-50 at best to become a long-term asset, let alone a short-term asset, you jump at that opportunity. You have to go for the championship. And I say this every couple months, but we play this game for one reason, one reason only, to win championships. So for you to sit here and hold on a, a pick... That is 50-50 at best to give you a long-term asset. Let alone any short-term. It's just plain mm-hmm. silly. All right, so I got the 2014 stuff. It is the Smash Mouth one. That's the only one I have. All right. But I think the players are still relevant. Pretty pretty, pretty yeah, close. Yep. So uh, first pick, Sammy Watkins. That was the slam dunk Ouch. of all slam dunks. Um, for that one, one anyway, he, he, he should have gone one, one. He just never ended up working out. Right. Uh, two, uh, Mike Evans, three, Eric Ebron, four, Bishop Sankey, five, Jordan Matthews. Oh, 
Six, Brandon Cooks. Seven, Calvin Benjamin. Got a couple years out of him. Um, eight, Devontae Adams. Nine, Odell Beckham. So that was some back-to-back heat right there. Um, Marquise Lee at 10. Carlos Hyde at 11. And then Devontae Freeman at 12. So that was the first round. Obviously, Mike Evans, huge hit. Um, Brandon Cooks has been a very reliable yeah, that's guy. Absolutely, a hit. Um, Devontae Adams, Odell are just monsters. Devontae Freeman was a good player. He had a, for, he had a two or three year stretch there that was really good for some for some years. So out of out of what is considered a very good draft class, only five guys that really really hit long term. Sammy obviously. Sammy had the first couple seasons that were good. But then the foot stuff, he just never got right. Right. Um, so let's get into the second round of this really amazing draft. <laughs> and this is where it gets ugly. So Terrence West was the 13th Cleveland pick. Brand. Um, Jeremy Hill, Cody Latimer, oh, wow. Austin Safarian Jenkins, Allen Robinson had some years. Yeah, had some so very good years, yeah. Um, that's a nice pick right there. Uh, Dante Moncrief, Johnny... Manziel, Johnny Football, Jay Samaro, Trey Mason, John Brown, John Brown, Hudson um, Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater. So it's it's basically you know who's good in that. Allen Robinson was good. John Brown was okay for a couple of seasons. Teddy was just okay. And and, and I know the analytics wh- of Dynasty has this, but you know we can see over the past few years if it's a top six pick. Got about a sixty-six percent chance of of them being a long-term asset, fifty-fifty for the second half of the draft, and then in the second round, twenty percent. You I know, mean, we're looking at two to three picks. Right. It's it, it gets. I mean, it's pretty bad. So I have our draft order from our original. League. All right, let, let's hear it. Yeah, you got it. One one, Sammy Watkins. Yep. One two, Mike Evans. Right. Same. So. One three, Bishop Sankey. <sighs> Bishop Ranky. Bishop Ranky. I talk so much crap about yeah, him. Too. I know. Uh, Eric Ebron, 1 4. Jordan Matthews, 1 5. Yeah. 1 6, Brandon Cooks. 1 7, Carlos Hyde. 1 8, Devontae Freeman. 1 9, Odell Beckham. 1 10, Kelvin Benjamin. 1 11, Devontae Adams. 1 12, Terrence West. So, I mean, that's pretty spot on with what I had yeah. there. So, it, yeah. it is confirm that those are at least the players involved with with the first round early second round type of guys and that's some that's some cornerstone guys in there for a long time mike evans mm-hmm. still here 10 you know nine oh, yeah. years later yeah. obj gave you enough brandon right. cooks enough. he had a couple league winning years yeah and yeah. Devontae adams obviously still going strong still one of the best yep. and sammy watkins at the time back in 2014 people were giving up three first round picks for him yes like we had some in our league give up three first round picks yeah. to get that one one that's how like how high of a prospect he was um, and so the lower end guys were um, Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham that were a little bit lower in the draft. But to get back to your point, those second round draft picks, they were horrible. Yeah. They did not help at all except for Allen Robinson. Robinson. John Brown is a was a guy that for a second round pick is a disappointment, to be honest, but would be considered a hit because yeah. he played and was a contributor for a couple of years. We had James White in our draft went 2-2. Yeah. Um, so Jason yeah, Morrow. Yeah, Jason. I mean, James White's a good pick. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a fantastic second round draft. Yeah, who's Andre Absolutely. Williams? You, you love to hit the that. running back for the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, Kadeem but Curry. other than that, you took it's Kadeem Carey. It's yeah, I know. 
Uh, he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> Unfortunately, I recall yeah. that. Yes. Um, <laughs> other than that, it was a bunch of guys that never helped you. Like even, I mean, the Blake Bortles had a couple of seasons where he was, he, he did well rushing. And Jeremy Hill for the Bengals. He had two he, or three he years had, he had like there. Two years there. Right after he was right after uh, right. Giovanni Bernard and right before Joe Mixon. Right. But still very limited. That was a great draft class. Right. So just, I guess, you know, for what it's worth, the second round draft picks, they're, they're hard to rely on. They're, if you're in a rebuild, sure, get as many as you can because you're going to need a lot. And a gun. You're going to need a lot of shots to, to, to hit in that second round. But if you're not rebuilding, please use your draft. Use those second round draft picks, especially because they still seem sexy to, to, to get assets that help you yeah. win a championship. That, those are the little moves that, that get you over the top. Yep. Yeah. So if you're rebuilding or reloading, Get rid of everything as many draft picks as you can, because then you want the 50-50. If you're a contender, use your draft picks to win. Yes, yeah, get, get the sure thing, right? So, and you know, I've been talking about it for years on this podcast. I do get some slack about it, about um, not having all my picks, and people laugh. But like, I make the playoffs. I don't win every league because it's hard to win. You know, it's it's hard to win. I, I truly playoffs. believe making the playoffs is more skill than luck. You know, 80-20, something like that. But I truly believe winning a ship flips those odds on its head. It's 30, 70. Yeah. 30, 70. Yep. It's hard. It's hard. It's one, one bad player, week. One bad week. One bad. One big player. One dud from you. DeAndre Hopkins goes out the first play. Yep. Yep, you're out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so, but like, and I, I don't say this to make it sound like I'm some great player, but like, I would say in most of my leagues, I make the top four playoffs usually in a lot of my leagues mm-hmm. where I'm a contender. You know what I mean? Like, I feel good about it. So, that's it, man. And that's why we play the game. So I hope that information helps. I hope that gives you a better realization of the true value of that draft picks. Because for the you listeners, I just want you to know, like, that's why I always say draft picks are extremely important to rebuilders. But they're also the most overrated thing in all of Dynasty fantasy football. They really are. And it's, and it's the number one thing that can get you back your return. When it comes to trade, it's a, it's a deal breaker. So when you see a trade that says, we saw a trade earlier that came through for my uh, high stakes league, Pat Mahomes in a second, or Amon Rossi Brown, Anthony Richardson to first. Do you want the number one quarterback of all time? Or do you want Amon who's great? And then three risk, three unknowns. It's tough. I'm still torn on it. it. Is. I'm it, still torn on it. To it's be honest. torn, but like, and now you're right. That one's torn. But if anybody ever comes to me and offers me three first round picks for the top guys out, like like sure end long term assets, like like Justin Jefferson, people are like you take three first round picks to get Justin Jefferson. I would give you three first round picks tomorrow. Yeah, three first isn't enough unless unless one of those is. 101 B. John Robinson this year. Yeah. You know, like, you but, if, but if they're just that. random in the future ones, I don't know where they're landing. Yeah. Three's probably not enough. Because you're talking 50 50. So you're you're hoping one and a half, you have a one and a half odds of the, you get two guys or just, and like, and that end goes by the point. And just hitting, not necessarily just being hitting. the top guy. Right. The odds of them being the top guy are almost 0%. Almost 0%. So there you have it, Nerd. 
Tune in next week. If you enjoyed that and you enjoy our show, we'd be really grateful if you take this time and leave us a rating and review uh, on the podcast because it really does help us out. Now that football is really kicking back up, people are looking for new podcasts. That's right. That does help us. So if you enjoy our show, um, you feel like that show is help us, helpful, leave us a rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week. We're going to dive into our annual division breakdowns. I love this part of the year because it's our one time of the year we get to talk about every single every player. Every player gets talked about. And our take on Ooh. Dynasty of every single player. So we'll be back next week. Adios.